0: Welcome to the Special News Travel Podcast, a Lillian Magnolia Travel Production. I'm your host, Dina Farmer. I'm a mom of two wonderful little boys, one of which is on the autism spectrum. I'm a travel advisor, an IDCCS certified autism travel professional, and an accessible travel advocate. I believe travel is for everyone, and that's why on this podcast, we address ways to make travel accessible and successful for everyone. For more information about what I do and who I serve, head on over to travel.com. Hey buddy, if you could travel by jetpack or by teleportation, which would you choose?
1: <laughs> jetpack! <laughs>
0: <laughs> jetpack. Yeah. Why would you travel by jetpack? Because
1: it's fast.
0: It, it is fast. You're right. Good morning and welcome to episode 9 of the Special Needs Travel Podcast, a Lily and Magnolia travel production. I'm your host, Dina Farmer, and in this episode, I'm chatting with Francine Noel, a former attorney and mother of two. We are going to be talking about traveling to Jamaica with autism and how you might be surprised about how much Jamaica has to offer beyond the fabulous beaches resorts. In particular, we talk a bit about sensory meeting from being in the ocean and how children with autism are more often than not drawn to water. And I did a couple of posts on my Instagram about how children with autism love the water and my boys, even though I have one that is neurotypical, um, they both, I I swear, they were born. In the ocean, they just love the water. So, we talk a lot about how um, beneficial being in the ocean is. And I, I know it's a wealth of sensory with the waves crashing on them and how it just meets a lot of those sensory needs. So, check that post out and continue to listen um, while you're looking up that post. I actually, I'll link that in the show notes so that you could do that. <laughs> um, so let me introduce Francine. Francine Noel is a former attorney at law turned writer blogger, autism advocate and mother of two living in the beautiful country of Jamaica. She is a contributor for The Mighty and she's also written articles for N People Barbados and B3 Parenting Magazine. She's been chronicling her family's journey with autism for the past seven years. Writing and blogging about autism has become her lifeline and has given her a new purpose, raising awareness, encouraging acceptance, and advocating for necessary accommodations. And we talk a lot about that in this episode. You can follow her autism parenting music and experiences on www.diaryofadrummerboysmom.com or a a Diary of a Drummer Boys Mom on Instagram and on Facebook. And don't worry, I will have all that information in the show notes francine was a wealth of knowledge and it was such a pleasure and honor to talk to her on this podcast episode there are so many great conversations but before we get to that let's take a few moments to listen to some words from my sponsors i'm very pleased to have francine noel with me on the podcast um she is also a mom of a little boy with autism but he's not so little (laughs) Anymore, which is the main reason that I wanted to have Francine on the podcast, is because I I have had uh, a lot of personal experience. Of course, my oldest son is um, eight and he has autism, and most of the other people on my podcast are also under the age of eight. So I wanted to get the perspective of a parent of a child with autism with an older child. So without further ado, I would love to send it your way, Francine, and give you a moment to introduce yourself to my listeners.
1: Hi everyone. My name, as Dina said, is Francine Noel, also known as Drummer Boy's Mum on Instagram. I'm an autism mummy raising a daughter with an old soul and a son with autism in the beautiful island of Jamaica.
0: So jealous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be. (laughs) So I have a website called. Diary of a Drama Boy's Mom, and um, it's, it's a lifestyle blog for everyone to learn a little bit about autism. It's joys, the challenges, how best to encourage acceptance. It's for parents who found themselves in an unplanned situation, very unique situation, raising kids with special needs. So I'm just there to offer support and to give a place for parents to identify and relate with others, um, this whole COVID nineteen time has been just horrendous for us, as you can imagine, right? Right, been, right, yeah. Uh, being cooped up in the house has had me reaching out just a little bit more on my blog with the special needs community, and um, it's it's been a crazy time. I um I had shared a book with the special needs community through my virtual book club that I started, and um the book was by special the book was called special by melanie DeMitt, and i did a little interview with her on instagram live and um currently just trying to figure out which which book next to do in this virtual book club right that's just a little bit about me and what's going on <laughs> yeah i know it's
0: it's just so hard with this covid stuff going on especially with um you know people with autism or any other cognitive disability that I feel like personally in the U.S. that our kids have been left behind by the school system and that um, it just doesn't seem to be enough support. And I know that's hard because we we can't plan for something like this to happen, but um, it just feels like they, I don't know, that we've just kind of been lost in the sauce and not yeah. getting the support that we need, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: So, um, this is different because, you know, as you know, I'm a travel agent, but um, I, of course, want to send people with autism and other cognitive disabilities traveling. So, this wasn't a question I was going to ask, but I just started thinking about it, like, while you were talking about Jamaica, and I was just curious about, um, I know you said you lived in Canada for a little bit, but, like, what would be the differences as far as, like, uh, needs or support for autism goes, like when we're looking between Canada or, you know, North America and um, Jamaica, is there much available on Jamaica, in Jamaica?
1: Um, unfortunately, no, we have limited resources, limited services available for, for families. I mean, we've, we're doing our best. Right. Um, have a, a uh, Jamaica autism Support association and they meet once a month, but it's just one, right. It's in Canada, there were many groups that we could, you know, figure out which one worked for us. And so on. But here there's one and, and they're, they are doing their best. They, they, um, collaborate with corporations, they get funding. Um, but there's so much more. And, and given the fact that, you know, obviously North America is way advanced in this whole, um, let's, let's help this community here. We're still working on awareness and still trying to, you know, right, right. Um, the, the population about autism and, you know, we haven't scratched the surface with basic a- accommodation and, you know, acceptance and so on. So it's, it's, well, it's a beautiful Island and everybody's warm and, and so on. There's so much more that needs to be done. For special needs in Jamaica (laughs) I mean yeah yeah. I
0: I would agree that I mean that's not just an issue like um, you know in the Caribbean but also worldwide like I feel like we're kind of getting to this point where we're being we're becoming more aware right but um, uh, the awareness needs to step (laughs) beyond that and go to the next level
1: So, mm. yes, I guess everybody needs to step up, step it up, but mm. Jamaica like a couple more steps to go. <laughs> no.
0: Right, right. So, I totally, and I, I do feel like, um, and unfortunately, this is the only thing that I know as a travel agent that's out there in Jamaica. And you could, um, elaborate on this more if you want, but, um, I do know that the beaches in, um, Ocho Rios and uh, I think it's Negril, Negril they both yeah, have, yeah. yeah, that one, they have, um, I know there's, they have certifications at both of those resorts, but beyond that, I don't know um, if there's anything else uh, for families with special needs to be able to utilize while they're on the island of Jamaica.
1: Sure. I mean, at, at the moment, Beaches is certified, so you know, you know what you're getting, right? But at the other hotels, while they're very nice and they cater to, to, to families, um, they're not certified and but they have water parks slides and things for all families um i found that when i take my children to these resorts that aren't certified it's it's not bad it's, it's okay um, i will speak directly with the person organizing the kids activities and so on just explain to them that my child has special needs um he doesn't like this he doesn't like that and most times they're able to accommodate him, you know? And so it's been okay. I just, because my son loves the water and loves water parks and so on, I stick to hotels that have those facilities, water parks, and most of them, most of the family um, resorts here in Jamaica have some sort of splash pad area or water park or slides or whatever. And once that's there, my son is okay.
0: So you said there's not very many services on the island of Jamaica for those with um, special needs and especially autism. But right. looking in that regard, um, besides beaches, are there hotels that are pretty, um, quote, unquote, autism-friendly or um, are willing to accommodate families with autism?
1: No. I, I would say No. Because it's not specifically stated on their website or whatever, right? So I wanna, I'm gonna say no. Although one-on-one at the hotels, I've said, look, my child has autism. Can you accommodate him in the teen section? Can his sister, who's younger than him, be with him in there? Because you know, I, I want him to feel like a teenager. So. <laughs> You know, without me, <laughs> you're right. My daughter is 11, and mm-hmm. son, they go do this together. Just can you accommodate him? I need him, I need someone who knows him to be with him. And, and they have allowed that. So, so yes, I think once you, you're there and you're able to explain stuff, like this, can you just work with us here? They usually do. But I mean, obviously, if you're planning a trip, Um, you want to, you want to know for sure before, (laughs) so I totally get that you'd want to. So definitely beaches. There's no problem there. They've been certified, but, um, the other ones, um, let me tell you like, like Royalton. I don't know if you know that, that hotel brand Mm -hmm. chain and and Hilton, Mm -hmm. they have been so accommodating. Um, and that's our go-to for staycations will go there and, and they will look out for us. Look, they will look out for my son. They're very warm. Um, but, um, so I guess what they probably should do, um, is, is stated, you know, specifically on their website that they're autism friendly, even if I they're agree. not certified as yet at least right. in the interim, to give parents some comfort. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I should probably just work on that, advocate for that, you know, get certified like beaches. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: I mean, th- that's, there you go, Fr- uh, Francine, that's a mission for you. <laughs> no, but it's not that, I mean, it, it is a rigorous training, like, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's only benefits the hotel supplier themselves by getting certified, you know, because uh I, I, I believe I read a study somewhere that said, like at least U.S. based families, eighty-three percent of U.S. based families. This is from the IBCCS. Said that they don't travel as a family because there's not any autism-friendly or autism support going to the locations or destinations that they want to go to, which is
1: unbelievable. Right. <laughs> it, like, it, what it think it about that number.
0: Market,
1: right. I mean, yeah, their market so much more if mm-hmm. they were certified or at least even just say you're autism friendly and, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had a, this is going to be like a two part question, but I'm, I'm so glad that you um, confirmed that because I feel like um, there are a lot of like people that will accommodate you, but not necessarily like if your child has a meltdown, um, they might not be able to support you. And you know what I mean in that way. Um, But my question next was uh, you brought up water, and I have been doing a lot of research um, into water and autism because my son also is very much like your son, where it's just like he could live at the beach for the rest of his life and be happy (laughs) or, you know, a water park or something. And I think it's like sensory seeking that he's there's some kind of need in the water that's being that's fulfilling a sensory. need for him. So I just wanted to ask you, what is your um, experience with your son and the water? And um, what is his, I guess that would be probably the answer is he would prefer to have a beach vacation or a water park vacation over a different yes. kind.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I mean, he loves the water. I I mean, from even before we, um, we got his diagnosis, when he was one, we had him in the pool, he was learning to swim. And he loved it. And uh, Looking back, we're not sure what motivated us other than the fact that, you know, we, we were in Jamaica at the time. and We hadn't moved to Canada as yet. And we were like, well, we're on an island, so <laughs> he needs to learn to swim. <laughs> That's so <laughs> true. So, um, so we got him in and he loved it. He had no fear whatsoever. And then um, as he got older and then we got the diagnosis when he was three, um, he was we would always notice how he loved having baths and just um, playing in the water. And then he would gravitate to any body of water, just wanted to be there. So, of course, we were like, it was freaking us out at one point. Right. But, you know, but he can swim, but still, you know, you're this water. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and he just, uh, I, as he got older again, he um, we'd notice that, he'd be in the pool, but he wouldn't necessarily swim. He would dive deep down and stay under there for like lengthy periods of time. Right. That's so scary. um, (laughs) So scary. Yeah. And then, you know, we realized that he totally had this breathing thing. Well, holding his breath properly and so on. He was okay. And um, but he loves to just sit down there. And I don't know if, if it's the the pressure—I don't know what it is. Obviously, some sensory thing, eh? And um, I think so, yeah. And then also, he loves—he uh, loves the beach. And the thing about the beach, though, you can never really gauge the current. And so that taking him to the beach is like, okay, you can go up, but don't go out far. And <laughs> right. he will do it. He has no fear. He wants to swim all the way out. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he also likes when, to sit at the shore and feel the waves crash at him so that's another. i would imagine that's another sensory thing you know so it's all i don't know i find it fascinating i don't know if you do but it's worrying at the same time just like what is he what is he getting from it
0: yeah no totally like we um we we were stationed on the island of uh hawaii or oahu but hawaii state you know um and I, I noticed a difference between my son, like when we would go to, for example, a lagoon, as opposed to the North Shore of um, Hawaii, uh, Oahu, sorry. <laughs> and the, the, that's like a surfer's paradise The North Shore, you know, so like the waves would be crashing into him and he'd be like, all right, this is too much for me. But he could like sit on the bottom of the lagoon and be like, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> don't sit down there freaking me, freaking me out. But but I knew that like just that gentle like that pressure that you feel in general, I think is like what he uh I think that's what he's seeking. And I wonder I like I've been doing a lot of study, like I said, with, with this and it seems like a lot of autistic children enjoy that mm-hmm. like, pressure mm-hmm. of the water.
1: Yes. yes. It's
0: interesting.
1: <laughs> it, uh, it's- and, but you know water and your kids it's like oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> and you don't like it so yeah. much <laughs> but,
0: it's yeah. true and especially if you and I, that was going to be one of my questions too is um, we're very lucky when we're living in Hawaii that most of the beaches had lifeguards but um, in Jamaica is that a given to have lifeguards there or is it more um, uh, Take safety is up to the families
1: no, most like the hotels and um, public beaches that you have to uh, pay to get in, um, they will have, definitely have lifeguards on duty for sure. Um, but I guess if you're, you know, just going to a beach, just, you know, and in Jamaica beaches are everywhere, right? So, and you can just drive and just go into a beach. There may not be a lifeguard there. It would have to be some sort of organized um, beach where you pay to get in or uh, definitely hotels they have lifeguards okay yeah
0: yeah that totally makes sense which i, I you know it it's the way all over the world <laughs> so yes. just is, i think it's really special i don't know i love that island i would go back and <laughs> i've
1: never been i want to go
0: you should go. go someday it's your son would love it well yes. your whole family would but
1: <laughs> sure i'm sure it's so amazing right?
0: yeah mm, i I could go back like yesterday if the the Air Force would send us for sure, <laughs> like all right, I'm ready we're we're to come and get my goods <laughs> yeah <laughs> me and the kids are going on the plane now, so <laughs> yeah, um, so I did want to dive a little bit into talking about the key differences now that um your son is older, and i was I wanted you to tell us how old your son is, and then what are some noticeable differences between like for example when he was 5 or 6 compared to his age now
1: right right um well so my son he is 13 will be 14 in november
0: oh actually. my gosh I can't imagine <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i really have a teenager now like <laughs> mm-hmm. but um from from as well, we've been traveling for forever um, since we got the diagnosis. At age three, we traveled a lot. Back, you know, we were in Canada when we got the diagnosis, and we traveled from there back home to Jamaica, and we lived in Barbados. We traveled there, and lo- these flights are long, right? Um, in the beginning, it was very, very, um, very tricky and very frustrating. Right. Um, and he would, he wouldn't, once he had his, a tablet or something to distract him on the plane, or if, you know, he fell asleep, we, we were okay. But if it was one of those flights where, um, in the middle of the day when he's, he's up, he's not like tired or anything, we would have, it would be very difficult just trying to keep him in his seat and, um, just, <laughs> He didn't, I mean, at the time he'd only eat certain things so we'd have to make sure mm-hmm. we with what he likes or you know um so it yeah and he would in the lines immigration lines or uh, security checkpoint lines <laughs> oh that was a disaster oh i'm um, sorry he was younger <laughs> and at the time i don't think they had um You know, nowadays they have where you, you know, you can tell them, my son has autism. We cannot stay in (laughs) lines. It's it's just impossible. Right. I don't think they had that put in place. Mm, So, okay. Be there in the line. It was just, and if I was traveling without my husband, oh my God. (laughs) So it was, it was hard. But now, Mm I mean, I guess having gone through that so many times and us, Figuring out what works for him um, what works for our family is first then we always i mean it's like magic for us, okay, but first we have to be in the line you know for and then and then we get to go to the hotel or then we get to go to you know all these places that he wants to go to and it, and it it works now it works beautifully back then it was a bit of a struggle, but now that he's older and you know he's able to wait in lines just you know and if we see him getting a little agitated, like, okay, this, you know, I'm done with this. <laughs> he, um, you know, we will stick that first then in and it works for us. Um, I don't for personally, the, the social stories or the, um, just the buildup doesn't really work for us. I right. find it's mostly first then because he knows like he, he knows what's coming. We're traveling and he loves to travel. Oh, <laughs> He's he just like, we're going somewhere. Okay, pack bags. Right. <laughs> he's ready. was so he, adorable. going be so daunting on them, right? The, yeah. The and then when they change all the requirements for the security checkpoint, and you're like, okay, no, you don't have to take off your shoes this time. And he's like, but I always take off my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, but not this time. Right. Say, we'll um, but, yeah, I find that that first thing works. Um. Another thing that is, um, was easier when he was younger, it's easier for me to just take him into the ladies' room with me. If I can't find that family bag, I would just take him in with me, and it's no problem. But now I'm a 13 year old, and he's he's taller than me, (laughs) right? where is that family bathroom? No joke. <laughs> times it's there, right? Most times it's there. There are times when we're like, where is it? It's not here. What are we going to do? And if, um, if it's, it's, it's obviously a problem when my husband is not with me. When my husband is with me, it's fine. They go and do their thing. It's perfectly fine. But me traveling alone with the kids... I'm like, okay. How are we gonna do this? Let's just prepare for the stairs or um, the 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 ladies going. Uh, excuse me, no, you cannot bring him inside here. <laughs> so right. that's that's a problem. But you know, I found that airports now they have these family bathrooms, most of them, and it's it's fine. But yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that I think that was my biggest. I went. Um to be transparent, my other I'm black and Turkish, so my family, my other half of my family still lives there. And um man, that was a, that was tricky because like I said, my son is eight, and then my, my youngest son is three, and I was just like, where's the family bathroom? <laughs> I'm not sending my eight-year-old into the men's room alone, like that's not happening. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just very um worrisome, you know, Yeah, comfortable at all. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know he's fine. He can do whatever, you know, but I just, who else is in there? So it's, it's yeah. So as a parent, it freaks me out. It's like, I'm, I can't do this.
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it can be really daunting for sure. Maybe with somebody's listening to this podcast, as a hotelier, they'll... <laughs> they'll get a little nugget in their head and start thinking about looking into this because that's it like I keep saying over and over on this podcast this is a very big market that's underserved and undertapped and um I feel like if more places would get on board that um more families with autism would travel because travel is fantastic for autistic children it really is
1: yeah definitely
0: Definitely. <laughs> it changes things. So, talking about hotels, let's move on to activities. So, I know that we said that um, the beach or uh, hotels with water parks or water slides are fantastic, um, especially for autistic families. But, are there other activities on the island of Jamaica that um, maybe they're not necessarily autism friendly, but it would be something that autistic families could um, look into to do? <laughs> beyond beaches
1: um well off property there um they do have it depends on where you are there is a lovely um a tour company called chaka and they um they do horseback riding they do um they go to waterfalls and um there, uh, there's also rivers, (laughs) It's not just beaches. We have lots of rivers here. Um, and they organize these tours. Now it's, we have not been as a family on these off, uh, hotel property tours. We have not. Just because it's easier for me to just manage everything while on property. And and most times my kids don't want to leave anyways. But if you're a family that wants to explore and, you know, do adventures, there is um, that place called that that tour company, Chaka Tours, and they take you all over um, Jamaica. Um, and there is a, there's, there's this place called Mystic Mountain where um, they have some rides uh, and um, a nature sort of park that you can walk around and just explore. Um, yeah, but there's, there are quite a number of things to get up to in Jamaica that doesn't, you know, have to be on a beach, <laughs> it's right? Just what, what your preferences are, but, um, autism friendly. And I'm, I'm just not, I'm not sure. Okay. What, but, but obviously if, if you have, you can tailor your, your tour, make it just your family. And then you can, they can, I guess, meet your specific needs. You can right. I know this Aunt, no, th- my son is not going to, he's not going to love that at all. So let's cut that out of the tour and, and so on. So, um, yeah, yeah.
0: That's really fantastic to know. I was just, I, I took a peek at Cheka really quick and I was like, oh, my son would hate the horses, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he would love to like go to Montenegro, you know, or Negril and like that, you know, that's swimming for him or, um, right. that, Mystic Mountain looks like a rainforest, which um, it looks amazing. And he's a thrill ride seeker. So there's some like fountain uh, roller coasters there, it looks like. Um, right. and yeah.
1: does, he, does he like zip lining? Um, I don't know if kids are not into that. Like my son is like, uh, uh-uh, no, thank you.
0: Um, so, I feel like I tell this story, like, every single podcast episode. So, we – it's no secret that I am a huge Disney fan, and I i took my son to the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, and he was fine with the roller coasters, and he was fine with the other thrill rides, like the Indiana – or not Indiana Jones, but um, Dinosaur. Um, but as soon as we got on, like, the Tower of Terror, which is a drop um, simulator, yes. he was like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way my stomach feels when I'm dropping up and down. So I, I would imagine that if he doesn't like that, then he's definitely not going to like the sensation zip. that the zipline gives him. So that would probably be a big fat no. But, <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> but he would totally do that
0: mountain coaster.
1: <laughs> I don't like how my tummy feels either. I yeah. <laughs>
0: not yeah. his jam yeah totally um, but I will leave links in my show notes about these two places that you mentioned Francine because that might be something that uh, would be interesting to explore especially um, when working with a, a travel agent to plan um, your vacation to Jamaica beyond beaches so right. yeah yes. um, so I think my last question before I let you take it away, and then we go into the quick fire questions, is um, when considering a vacation to Jamaica, what should families, especially because all my clients are going to be U.S.-based anyway, what should they consider um, before going there? And I know that with COVID, like, uh, I I believe, right, that you have to have a a negative, (laughs) sorry, COVID (laughs) test before you go to Jamaica, but what other considerations would uh, families need to think about?
1: um i i mean i would keep checking the um the travel updates for Mm -hmm. the uh, u.s US embassy has travel updates i think um you know that we do while our island is beautiful we do have a few um like crime issues safety issues that sort of thing and um and just check to see what's what's the level going on right now in Jamaica, and usually the U.S. embassy or U.S. government um, that's here in Jamaica, on their website, they'll let you know, okay, now is not a good time to travel here. And mind you, it's not, it's not volatile like other places, but there are times when we do have a few little issues popping up, and, um, and the U.S. embassy is very good at advising, sending out advisories, and um, it's, it's probably just like once a year, there is something going on. Um, so I would check there first, you know, before you make your plans to come. Um, and then uh, you don't need a visa to come here. So um, yeah, just just come when you can. <laughs> I just can't wait for COVID-19 to be gone. To I get- know. Traveling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, you're like I said. My family lives in well, my other half of my family lives in Turkey, and I'm just like, all right, <laughs> I want to get on this airplane like yesterday to go there, and that's, um, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I would encourage anybody if you have a chance, come to Jamaica, and you, you. Uh, I would stay at right now. I mm-hmm. mean, people are here from the U.S. I, a lot of people came. Um, Couple of weeks ago, when they opened up the borders, ah, I like, yay! People are coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and if you do come, you know, stay at the all-inclusive resorts and just stay, stay on property and enjoy. I wouldn't venture out just yet. You know, I would, I would. Um, if you're coming, just stay on property and enjoy the property. And yeah,
0: just which I emotional. think. Time, yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's a, a good uh, general advice to give for sure. I, I really want to go. Um, I mean, I want to check out beaches, but also because it sounds so pretty there. <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't been yet, but someday I've been to the Caribbean, but I haven't made it to Jamaica. I've only, I think I've only been to um, Puerto Rico and um, Grand, Turk and that's that's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> so. Right. Those are, those are some nice ones to go to, mm-hmm. you know. Especially Puerto Rico. Um, I have never been there uh, yeah. on the um land itself. I went on a cruise on on um Royal Caribbean cruise mm-hmm. and um, it had docked there and we decided we weren't gonna go off the off the boat. Ah. But um yeah, oh Cruises are the best thing I find for my family. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> so, and especially uh, because Royal Caribbean has that um, Autism at Sea program. So, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. yes, I love them.
1: <laughs> That's when we first started traveling with our son. We were like, you know what? These guys know what they're doing. So let's go on Royal Caribbean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true, Fancy. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wonderful vacations just you know but at the time when we adopted um Puerto Rico my son was a little bit younger and I just didn't want to I was still grappling with the whole diagnosis mm. and I was like oh, let's just stay on the ship
0: <laughs> yeah I I get it I get it I yeah. I want to go back uh, also um when my son is a lot older because there's there's two places I have to like 100% go to and that's El Nuque, which is a the only rainforest in America um like sorry it's the United States of America and uh I think besides I think you guys also have them but I Puerto Rico has three of the bioluminescent bays in the world so I I wanted to I don't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico so I was like let's <laughs> let's do this you know <laughs>
1: Right, right, definitely.
0: So we're at the end of all my questions. I want to turn it back over to you again, and see if there is anything I missed before I launch into the quickfire questions. And this is, you know, your opportunity to talk about uh, a little bit more in depth about your book club as well.
1: Um. Okay. Um. I think you covered a lot of things. Uh, I don't think we need to go into anything more. Um. But. I mean, I, I guess right now I just want us to, to get back to normal, but I guess in the meantime, <laughs> I mean, my son, he misses flying so much and being on a plane, which is, is a big step coming from back in the day when he, he was like, what, why are we going on a plane? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so Yeah, I guess we've just embraced this whole thing, rediscovering Jamaica. I've taken my kids. So we can't go on a plane. Let's just discover Jamaica again. There's some spots that I've taken my kids to that I have not, I had never been to. So that's been good too, you know, just doing things here in Jamaica and rediscovering places. Um, And then I've been trying to, I guess, show bits and pieces of jamaica through my my um instagram just right. letting people say, hey we're, we're not able to travel but hey look at jamaica this yeah is great. <laughs> i mean you make me
0: want to go for sure i'm like okay francine <laughs> i wish i could get on a plane right now
1: <laughs> uh, well, um so yeah so so i would encourage anybody out there who is um who is just you know needs a little support needs a little bit of encouragement. Um, I do have my virtual book club. Still trying to decide which which book to get into next. But um, you can go back to my Instagram and, and check out the the book I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that's Diary of a Drama at Diary of a Drama Boy's Mom. Um and um yeah just check me out i'm also on facebook um i load the videos there as well if you guys want to check it out um yeah but awesome. uh, yeah so so that's it pretty much i, yeah. I mean, it was great you having me on this is my first time doing it <laughs> on a podcast well, so i'm so, so
0: thrilled well, thank you so much for answering me because I was like, I don't know what Francine's going to say. <laughs> yes. So um, I will definitely leave all those links you just mentioned in the show notes. So um, if my listeners want to get more information or if they're considering a trip to Jamaica, um, you could talk to me or start uh, planning with your own travel agent and getting to this beautiful island. But before I let you go, Francine, I have a couple of quick questions and then we'll wrap it right up. So we I know are. that you said that you've been traveling and you've been to the beautiful island of Barbados. So I so I love the Caribbean. I wish I could explore it more. But um, which country have you enjoyed the food the most in?
1: Hmm. I would say Canada, I think, has just a wide selection. So, you know, I'm very um, – there are days I want this or that, and I find that Canada has amazing – an amazing selection of foods. But apart from that, I would say I've been to Morocco and I love the food there.
0: Oh my gosh. Mediterranean, like Middle Eastern food so
1: oh, good. good. food is so great. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's so healthy for you t- Most, you know, most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Healthy. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so to piggyback on that, which country have you found that you didn't enjoy their food so much? <laughs>
1: Um, I would say we went to Chile, my husband and I—just uh, my husband and I, though. Um, and uh I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't quite like the the food. It was okay, but I'm not a meat lover, so and they had a lot. I of see,
0: meat right? <laughs> that totally makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I get no, I get it, I get it. Like I don't know about your son, but my son is a, a self-proclaimed pescatarian, so he doesn't eat like steak or chicken or pork, he just eats fish, which sounds so Mediterranean of him, but um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, know. like, all right, I guess we're just eating fish forever. That's, that's great. But <laughs> I'm not being, it's okay, but it's really easy to cook. So, yeah, but
1: well, chicken or fish, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, the, the red meat, the steaks, I'm not a big fan, but you know,
0: and there was a lot of that in Chile. Yes. Uh,
1: mm. Yes, there was quite quite a bit of
0: that. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good to know, especially when you're considering a trip to Chile, for example, because I, I did, I mean, I kind of had an idea, but I, I focus on what my kid eats rather than like what's you know, in other countries. So that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, so this is for you, but I know what kind of I, I already know what kind of vacation your son likes, but what kind of vacation is your favorite vacation? And I'm talking about like theme park vacation or beach vacation or um, a domestic vacation.
1: Um, yeah. If it's just my husband and I, um, definitely vacation to another country. Like we like to explore and discover stuff. So um, yeah, just any, any other country, any other culture, we're all about that. <laughs>
0: That is totally, yeah. I, I agree with that too.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so this is the last two questions and it is, what airline have you found to be the most autism friendly?
1: Hmm. Okay, so, I mean, as a family, we've, we've mostly flown on American Airlines. Sometimes Air Canada, sometimes JetBlue, but mostly American Airlines and mm-hmm. i I think they're, they're they've been doing a good job i haven't had a bad experience there um yeah i, I don't know how you feel about that but for me american airlines And I, I guess because we have we get lots of points from american airlines so we're like you know we'll just stick with them they're, they're
0: okay oh <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, yeah i i like them because they have that um they're part of the wings over autism program so they have like trainings that are uh, drills I guess they would say to to mm-hmm. help autistic individuals get on a plane anyway right. go ahead sorry
1: yeah is that the um the program where you get to go and is and it's what you call an assimilation or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. yeah yes, yeah. so yep. I was reading about that then that's amazing yeah um, but you know, I, I guess I haven't really done much research on which ones autism friendly or not. It's just our experiences we're going off of, and so far, those three have been great. Um, yeah, so. that's really
0: good. I I always like it when I hear like good, at least especially from families with. Um, autism that I hear that they have generally good flying experiences, especially with the like American Airlines, like American in quotations, not the brand American, but like yeah. <laughs> you know, US based airlines. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's, that's sure. awesome to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my last question is which country have you traveled to that you found to be the most autism friendly? Hmm.
1: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to be a bit biased here. Because we okay. lived in Canada for so many years. And because our son was diagnosed there and got all the services he needed there, I'm going to say Canada. <laughs> and we felt so, you know, as like a part of a family. Um, once we got into the various groups and all of that, um, they were very accommodating and very accepting. And so, but obviously I... What I'm comparing it with Jamaica and Barbados, so right, 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 um, and and the U.S. I've been to. I mean, we have family in the U.S. in San Antonio, and um, and we, it's not like we've had any bad experience or anything. Mm-hmm. So as I said, I'm totally biased there, just because <laughs> we got everything we needed for us son and it was fully government funded at the time. I don't know if it's the same now, but we got complete funding um, when we were in Canada. So kudos to Canada.
0: <laughs> for real, for real. My sister-in-law is Canadian. And I'm just like, how do I emigrate to your country? No, I'm just <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. I'm so glad to hear that um, Can I've, I've only been a couple of times, so I I, don't, I I haven't lived there, so I don't have a personal like experience as far as autism goes, but that I'm really glad that you said that. Cause that's, that's amazing, especially for families that want to travel to Canada or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Francine, it's been so great chatting with you and, um, learning a lot more about Jamaica and learning about, um, an older child with autism. So, um, I will leave again, all of Francine's, uh, links in the show notes, as well as links to those two places that Francine talked about. Um, thank you so, so much. And I will see you real soon. Thanks for listening to the Special Needs Travel Podcast, a and Magnolia travel production. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a review. Travel is for everyone, no matter their ability. If you have any questions or you want to continue the conversation, I'm available on email at dina at lillianmagnoliatravel.com or you can reach my sponsor, www.travmarketmedia.com. I would love to hear from you and as always, I will see you real soon.